This is Hope FM. Danny Miller for Tuesday morning and I'm joined by a very special guest. In, in fact, I was just uh, during the song there having a chat with Tom and uh, uh, reminiscing actually about uh, some songs that we will talk about later on in the programme. And uh, I was just getting into it and then suddenly, whoa, the song's coming to an end. So, hey, we better put your mic up as well there, Tom. Uh, good to have you here in the studio. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Danny. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. It's well, it's wonderful. good. It's good. You know what? It's good to have you here. And uh, now, obviously, he's not going to say hello, but you, you, you're you not alone, are you? I'm not alone. I've got a three-legged friend with me, whose ironically, her name is Hope. Um, we're like looking that. We're looking after her for one of the leaders at our churches in America, living the life, you know, for he's, two weeks. He's a good dog, though. Uh, she's she, she, it's literally just lying oh, there. Oh, oh, she, she, because I have not heard a word no, from her. No, she, she'll really do this good. all day. She's great. Man, I Bless her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if every dog was like that. It's like some of the guests I've had uh, on the past. <laughs> but uh, anyway, as long as we hear from you, Tom, because I uh, want to find out a little bit about your journey, your world. You are the senior pastor of uh, New Life Church in New Milton. And That's so right. not far, too far from here. So it's good to have you on the program. Thank you. I want to hear a little bit about your world, your journey, um, and even the world that we're in now, how things have gone on. Yeah. When it comes to, yes, the COVID world, but also <laughs> looking ahead, the hopes, the dreams, the goals, uh, vision, uh, the plans, purpose, all those things, you know, that um, uh, I think, can, well, really just excite people and uh, when there's a plan and purpose for looking ahead. Now, the one thing that, you know, well, maybe it's just me, but uh, whether there's success or, or growth, there's always challenges with it. Yes. Fact, I, I'm yes. sure, you know, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the, the higher the growth and success, yeah. the higher the challenges. And she's like, where did that come from? <laughs> I've not had that issue before. You know, anyway, we'll talk about all those things, okay? It's real life stuff uh, for the next two hours right here on Community Now. This is Danny Miller. Uh, and uh, along with that, as I mentioned earlier, some great features. Ken Davis laden up and live. Dr. John Andrews with his devotional thoughts. And it's all mixed in by some great Christian music. Let's check out the newsboys here. I still believe you're good. This is Hope FM. I still believe you're good. There we go, the unmistakable voices of Newsboys. They've been around for a, little, a long time, actually. And uh, i got to say, I like that song. I still believe you're good. Had that a little a couple of weeks back, actually. Uh, King and Country. Uh, well, for King and Country. That's uh, coming up later on right here on Community Now. If you have just tuned in, good to have you with me. This is Danny Miller, Hope FM. And I'm joined by Tom Rutherford, uh, who is the senior pastor of New Life Church in New Milton, so not too far. We're going to find a little bit about uh, Tom. Uh, Tom, tell us, you, you actually weren't born like locally, were you? Where, where I wasn't. You from? I wasn't, yes. Yeah. So I was born in Nottingham, up in the Midlands. Uh, that's where my parents are from and uh, my grandparents. And so I was born in Nottingham um, in 1987. Uh, so, yeah, grew up in a, in a bigger city and then moved down here in 1995. So what what are the differences that you remember Nottingham wow, down yeah. here? Yeah, I mean, from a young age, um, it's quite hard to remember all of the differences, but clearly a slower way of life down here, <laughs> much more relaxing. You know, you've got the countryside and the beach, whereas oh. in Nottingham, you know, it's just city businesses, industrial units, houses, and it's cramped. Mm. Um, so I, I remember that, and uh, we were part of a... Uh, well, originally grew up in an evangelical Anglican church, um, St. Leo's, and then we moved to across the, the city, really, um, to an Assemblies of God church, which was called Talbot Street, Nottingham Christian Centre, where we were like 1,400 people, you know, so it's, it's a scale of like a big inner city church. So that was quite a, an interesting dynamic. Coming down here, rare would you see that inner city type of, of church that's just massive you know you don't see the same people twice within like three months you know it's a very very different but there was some of the kind of key things and i was eight when i moved down here uh and yeah i won't i enjoy visiting back but i wouldn't want to live that i enjoy living down here now you know absolutely a great place to be so uh the church that you joined i mean obviously back in the 90s there uh so you and your family uh where did you check out did you was there a specific place church that you were uh, you know attending straight away or was it where a lot of people do you moved the lord leaves you know people yeah. and jobs and other things for a new area and then it's like oh my word okay where am i gonna go you know 
there was no sure. shows like the one I went to, you know, that type of thing. Um, and it takes time. Transition takes for time. Sure. Change is not it. We all know that. Uh, how was that for you and yeah. your family back then? Yeah, so when we moved down, down here in 1995, uh, say I was eight, so... Um, you know, you're still exploring, creating your worldviews at that age, really, aren't you? But we came down and we looked at some churches, but we connected with what was then the Wessex Christian Centre, yeah, right yeah, down in the middle yeah, of town, Bournemouth. next to mm-hmm. where Hope FM used to be, mm-hmm. uh, with with Brian Downward, who was the, the pastor then. So we joined that church, and I was there for uh, 15 years in the end, Wonderful. Uh, and stayed there. And that was, yeah, maybe this is something that will, will probably crop up later, I suppose, when we're chatting, is that was a very formulative kind of period for me. Um, my... My mum and dad were there, also, and I've got a brother as well. My brother's also a pastor. He's, he plants a church in uh, Boscombe, and so, so he's doing that as well. So, yeah, we, we just embedded ourselves within the, the, the local church. Well, a town church we were living in, Southbourne, but that was, that was where we were. Right, okay. Uh, and so, you know what? You go from there, 15 years is a long time, especially at that age. For sure. So a lot yeah. happens, a lot yeah. goes on. <laughs> so tell us about it. You're married, uh, yeah. children. So tell us a little about uh, how did you meet your wife? Was she in the church? Um, you know, how did that come about? Yeah, no, no, good question. So I am... Um, I was part of the youth, part of the worship team, the tech team. I just got involved with, with what was going on in the church. And I was at the time working at uh, Jessup's, the camera shop. And then just, uh, and I'll share this a bit later maybe, but felt the call of God to go to Morland's Bible College, which was back then, Morland's yeah. Theology Training. And uh, that was 2007. And when I went there in the year above was Kaylee. Uh, Clark, who is now my wife. So we met at Moreland's, the bridal college, you know, that everyone So we met at Bible college and, um, okay, and then got married. So, uh, We've been married now. Uh, it's 2009 we got married. Lovely. So um, uh, it's, but we've been together and we've got three children, mm-hmm. uh, Matthew, uh, Elizabeth and Eleanor. So, yeah, it's busy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Eleanor's our youngest, who's uh, two and a half. Two. Uh, sorry, two. Two, um, right. Yeah, okay. so it's... Yeah, it's I've got two girls, uh, two daughters, and uh, the thing is, you blink because they're now, or uh, well, one's 15 and the other right. is 13. Uh, I'm going on 20, but um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, and it's it's amazing, precious. Each chapter is incredible, sure. but man, it goes quick. It I does. Mean, flies. It flies by. It does. And uh, one one of those things that I, I appreciated, and this is this is probably going to sound really weird, so uh, but that's okay. Um, is that there were certain Sundays. Because obviously, you know, I was an AOG pastor for many years. Right. So I was always front row yep. and preaching and often leading or whatever, you know. So for my children, when they were like, you know, maybe two, three, four, they would maybe sit with me. But generally, they'd be <laughs> off, you know, yeah. wherever. And, and especially if there's Sunday school or other classes. And that was it. Because then they would find friends and they would sit there. And, and it became really rare for me. To sit with my family, right? Yes, and um, that's just me. You know, you maybe have to counsel me after, you know. But it was just one of those things. And so now, if there's ever a, a door, never yeah. an opportunity, or if I've got a Sunday off, or something changes, and it's like, wow, I'm sitting with my my children, I'm yeah. sitting with my family. It, it's kind of weird. Yeah, no, but, for know? sure, I could to- totally relate to that, uh, especially when they're at the young age and they just want your attention. You know, mm-hmm. I've been a few times where I've been leading the service or preaching and then like the little one comes up and is just handing me like biscuits or grapes <laughs> from her little tub i'm like oh no this is like the worst time we're in the middle of prayer you know uh-huh, but uh-huh. you know what that's family and you're doing oh, yeah. you're doing ministry together as family aren't you and you do you, you minister do. to your family first so there um, was a, precious times. A, a time and uh, i mean we were visiting um another church where nearby from where we were a good friend of mine and who was the pastor and he had just had Brand new carpet on his in his auditorium in the church, right. and uh, lovely. And my, you know, daughters—they were very young. I mean, you're talking about maybe one and two and three and that type of thing. And one of them fell asleep, so I just laid her on the chairs um, in in front. And uh, uh, the the preacher was sharing or whatever. I can't quite remember during the meeting, but I just remember there was suddenly an accident taking oh, no, place no. on the brand new carpet <laughs> and, and oh my word it could have been anyone else For sure, but yeah. it's yeah. me and my family um, and, and it's, uh, the reason I share this because this is life this is, is what goes yeah, yeah. on this is the real deal yes. it's not just Sunday morning no, it's not. there's a lot that goes on and uh, I, I'm sure that uh, I'm going to give you a moment to think about maybe some of those stories uh, of, of what is life but 
After this next song, as I mentioned for King and Country, we're going to hear more from Tom because I want to hear a little bit about his call into ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, did you always realize, and this is to answer later, but did you always know not that God's got a hand on your life, you know, that, that that's part of the process, but actually it was for a specific calling to shepherd his people. Right. Uh, and that's a specific calling. I don't want, I don't recommend, and I've always said this from the pulpit, if, you, if you're not called to pastor, <laughs> yeah. don't do it. No. Believe me. Run away. Don't don't do it. Um, only do it if you're cool. And uh, but there we go. We're going to talk more about that and hear more from Tom right after this. For King and Country, priceless. Mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. This is Hope FM. There we go. Oh, so prize. That's a lovely song for King and Country right here on Hope FM. It is community now, your Tuesday morning. Lovely to be with you and great to have a very special guest uh, with me in the studio, Tom Rutherford, who is the senior pastor uh, of New Life Church in New Milton. Now, we are going to hear more from Tom in a moment. And uh, I'll tell you what we'll do, actually. We are going to go into uh, a devotional thought with Dr. John Andrews in a moment. But before that, uh, when uh, I was sitting with Tom earlier on, we were talking about music, we were talking about songs. I know we just had a bit of newsboys and obviously a, a little bit nearer to uh, our times here for King and Country. <laughs> but you were talking about a band um, a little while ago who, uh, maybe in their early days, yes. I identify with that, uh, you know, they, they brought out a couple of great albums. And in fact, they were one of the most popular British bands, sure. um, secular and Christian. I mean, yeah. they were a Christian, but, yeah. you know, in all in the US, one of the biggest selling bands. Um, tell us a bit about them from your perspective and any particular songs that stood out for you with, yeah. this, with this band yeah it, it's uh, delirious uh, <laughs> what else would it be i suppose um going back in the early days i mean i was brought up uh in, in a church that embraced you know the old and new of song worship and so i encountered you know the martin smiths the matt Redmonds of the early days and that was a some key moments in that especially my my love was music and i i led worship recorded some songs and in fact before i went into ministry that's what i thought i was going to be doing working in the christian music industry um and that's been a big passion of mine and so delirious were very formative for me it's hugely inspirational um and going back and i love, i think some of the albums like world service was was a significant album for me and uh, mission bell uh, more towards where we are now but you head back to like the cutting edge days and um deeper you know these were these were radical albums i mean like no one was doing this stuff in in britain at least and they were as you rightly say they were crossing they were they were christian yeah but they were clearly oh, yeah. engaging uh with with a secular industry and yeah. making a, a great witness for that and yeah from this little church in little hampton arose this band that mm. that were revivalists they they oh, were very prophetic in their songs and uh and wrote something from a place of great uh intimacy and challenge um which I, which I think just came across and I've seen them several times and, uh, you know, have a key moments that I can still go back to now that I think, wow, mm. the Lord just really spoke to me in the middle of that mm. concert, you know, and, and God moves in all sorts of ways oh, in of those course. things. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. so Delirious were massively inspirational, uh, and a few of their songs I sent to, to you, Danny, one I, it's like, did you feel the mountains trembles probably got to be up there. I mean, that was a significant song and, and songs we don't hear much, you know, that no. revival, Mm. anthem and um uh, another song that wrote i was thinking of was um find me in the river mm. that was significant uh, for me um so yeah delirious were hugely inspirational yeah i like me. that well let's let's listen to one of those and, and actually you did mention did you feel the mountains treble let's check it out right here in community now it's delirious and a great song by the way it, it is interesting the one thing i've got in common is that we were born in the same hospital i was i'm also born in little hampton um no and grew up there so that, that's, claim my, to fame. that's yeah. my claim to fame <laughs> There we go. <laughs> this is Hope FM. Danny Miller here, and it is Community Now. I'm joined by a very special guest, Tom Rothwell, from New Life Church in New Milton. And, uh, yeah, it's good to have you here, Tom. And also just to hear, well, firstly, the transition, the move from Nottingham, coming down here, uh, Moreland's Bible College. In fact, I've got a couple of people from Moreland's coming in in a few weeks' time. So, you know, all good stuff. But, okay, do you 
even from an, an early age, uh, you have those encounters with God. Um, but what about the call of God? Has mm. that been a process or did that just, you know, you just knew? How did these things come about when it came to the, the gifts and the call of God in your life? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I came to faith uh, when I was about 11 years old um, and I had a significant moment uh, of encounter with the Lord. And then there were subsequent you know, encounter. We were saying this earlier, weren't we? Just like it's, there is that moment of faith, and you you put your trust in the Lord through His grace. But following on from that, there were significant moments that I can remember where God was molding and shaping. Um, and one particular time was um, when I was uh, fourteen. We had our youth group, and we had a thing called lockdown, which is ironic now, <laughs> bad term to use. Maybe it was a novelty. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was yeah. a novelty. And um, it was basically a Friday night, and we would have our youth group, and then afterwards those of us who wanted to hungry and kind of worship God, pray, have some time together. And we did that. And there were significant moments uh, in the church, loads of us young people uh, worshiping, praying, just seeking God. And I remember uh, just being lost in worship for a couple of hours, just not really know what's going on. And I would say that was a significant moment of uh, what I would uh, term Saw that baptism in the spirit, that moment where I really encountered the, the mm-hmm. presence of God in a very powerful way. And um, and in that moment, one of the youth leaders was praying for me. And I just felt in that moment, I didn't have a clue what it was going to look like, but I felt like God was doing something in me that I hadn't seen, didn't have a clue where it was going to go, but in the next several years would be made known to me of going into ministry. And and I, I was like, oh, I'll be a musician. You know, I'll be like, I'll be the drummer in a band. I'll do the sound desk. But God had different plans, uh, which is often often the case. So that was a yeah. significant moment for me of being called, uh, but without knowing the full picture. Of course, yeah. of course. And actually, uh, even going personally, really, I, I don't think the Lord always r- reveals the full picture. No. I think it's always this, the, the next traffic light, and you get there yes. in the next traffic light. Uh, however, um, you felt called to go to Moreland's. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I was working at, uh, at Jessup's uh, a camera shop for like three years after I finished college, studying music tech. And um, when, when I was at Jessup's for three and a half years, things were becoming clear that it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was seeking God and remembering those moments of a teenager, like, and I'd been serving in the church with various bits and pieces. Um, and long story short, um, but we were on holiday down in Devon, down to Cornwall, sorry. And we stopped off at Honington, like the, the fleet version of the journey down to, to Cornwall, you know, I was with my mum and dad, this was in the May of 2007. Okay. And we stopped there. And I've been thinking about what am I going to do in my life? You know, mm. this career, maybe I'll go and study again. Mm. And like, Ministry was there, but it, if I'm honest, it's like the Jonah moment. I was pushing it back, you know, and not me, not me. And uh, we're in this coffee shop, and this is uh, no word of a lie. I'm sat there uh, drinking a, a coffee a lot and, and eating something with my mum and dad. And literally in that moment, I can remember it sitting in that coffee shop, and we were just chatting about what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, it was like the Lord just said, I'm sending you to Bible college. It was in that moment. It was the most strangest moment, but also the most free moment. Um, And I was like, I just got this sense that I'm going to go to Bible college and God's calling me into ministry. I don't know what that looks like. I knew of Moreland's, but I'd never been there, obviously. Um, But we had connections with them. So anyway, that was in the May. um, And uh, I put it to one side, sweeping it. Oh, no, no, no. I forget about that. And then it came to like the August and I was thinking, what am I doing? You know, keep going around. Nothing had changed. It's like it's what someone said to me. It's like, it's great. You've heard from God. What are you going to do about it? You know, you've got to take some action. And um, long story short, we had a relationship uh, with Steve Brady, who was the principal of Moreland's Bible College then. And um, my dad did some decorating for him. My dad was decorating. My mum used to cut his wife's hair. So there was this relationship. He happened to phone up when I was at a prayer meeting at church, speak to my dad and say, oh, you know, could could you get uh, you know wife to come and cut uh, my wife's hair and then my dad said oh uh, tom's actually been thinking uh, about bible college and talking about it he said get him to ring me tonight when he gets in here's my number and i rang him in the august we had this long chat um and two weeks later i sat in my first lecture at morning's um and i was like what the heck just happened there <laughs> what am i um, doing yeah, here? what's yeah. this happened absolutely my notice was oh. handed in and it's a like oh, long wow. story but zooming through yeah. It was clearly, I was trying to run away and up to the last minute, God was like, I've still got this plan. And, and you know, when Steve phoned, I'll never forget that. And I was thinking, what the heck is God off here? And sat in that lecture and that was my foundation year. Um, wow. And then that was another journey of just learning and growing and, and discovering 
God's oh, purpose. Yeah. Within two Crazy. weeks. There he was. Uh, we're going to hear more from Tom Rothwell, the pastor of New Life Church in New Milton. Now, coming up next right here on Community Now, we do have, because we don't worry, I haven't forgotten, it is the song of the hour. And uh, one, well, the song of the hour that is going to be coming out here is a song that goes back a few years. It, is a, it was one of the most popular songs, uh, Christian songs of that year, is by Kenny Marsh. Check it out, called Make It Right. This is Hope FM. Here we go. Danny Miller here and uh, Community Now, your Tuesday morning uh, right here on Hope FM, joined by Tom Rothwell. And uh, as we continue to talk about his life ministry and uh, really the plans and the purpose, but we did get to Moreland's Bible College. There you go. The the training kicks in two weeks after you resigned. Sure. <laughs> um, and just, you know, we're going to go to the top of the hour. Then don't worry. We're going to hear more from Tom after that in the second hour. But just before we get there, how was Morelands? Yeah, it was. It was a really great uh, experience, you know, Danny. Because what the amazing thing was, I went there thinking I'm going to do one thing and came out doing something totally different, which is always how the way God works, isn't it? Um, so I was going in there. I wanted to work in the Christian music industry. Yeah. Um, that was my heart. That's my passion. Um, and as I was going there, I grew in obviously my knowledge of theology and practice yeah. and leadership, yeah. but. There were formative years, and um, I look back with great memories on on Morelands, and particularly in the second year, second and third year students do a block placement, five weeks at an, another church. And in my second year, I was meant to go down to Eastbourne to work with what was like Kingsway Music, but ICC Studios, Spring Harvest, mm-hmm. and to really to fulfil my dreams, <laughs> what I wanted mm-hmm. to be in the Christian mm-hmm. music industry. And it was like it was all happening, and it was great, and it's fab. And then uh, two weeks before, I got an email. I'm really sorry, we're restructuring the whole of this. We just can't accommodate you. There's so much going on, we haven't got the time to give you. And I was like, oh, so gutted. You know, I was like, Lord, I thought this is what I'm going to do. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember sat thinking, what am I going to do with, you know, my director of training, like, where's your placement going to be? You know, thinking, oh, man, this is a nightmare. And um, John Fowler was a lecturer in foundation year, and he was the pastor of New Life Church in New Milton. Right. And I went on my five-week block placement to New Life Church New Milton in 2010, and that's where I got the calling and uh, an, a really incredible moment of knowing that this is where God was calling me to, not to new life necessarily, but to local church ministry. And um, John was pretty, he took me under his wing for five weeks. I fought, shadowed him, followed him around. And I remember driving back up Gore Road where our church center is in New Milton, just having a sense of like, Lord, I'd love to work in this community, in this town and, you know. Uh, eight years later, five years later, sorry, the Lord brings us back there. But that was significant. Absolutely. What a journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And there we go. You you think you're heading in one direction, uh, but the Lord has other plans. We're going to hear more from Tom right after this. I've been on the run for half my life. This is Hope FM. And we are now in the second hour. That's right, right here on Hope FM, joined by Tom Rothwell, Senior Pastor of New Life Church in New Milton. And uh, I introduce you there, uh, New Life Church, because now after Moreland's... Okay, where'd you go? What happened then? (laughs) Yeah. You left Moreland's. What happened? Indeed. So I graduated from Moreland's in uh, 2011. And after that, I worked actually at Moreland's. So I worked in three different ways they couldn't get rid of me so i worked in uh, in some admin and worked with uh, the it department and worked in marketing for them uh, over a few years um and then i got the call of god to uh, go and uh, pastor a church uh, near southampton and uh long story short but it was a very bad uh, tough experience how long were you there it's just six, so six months Six uh, months at that church. Okay, and were you with your family? In, yeah. In the, or yes, yeah, so we I mean, we all back. we all went um, in 2014. Uh, felt this door opened. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. this was all good. And uh, I wanted to get into ministry. And, yeah, of course. But six months I lasted, okay. and then I hit the wall. Okay. Uh, and what had what I would call a breakdown, mm-hmm. a burnout. Um, signed off from the doctor for four months, um, and a lot of those things they're they're formulative um, if you allow them to be. 
they either crush you or they, they make you. And I think in those I times... I think it's important, Tom, just to mention, um, it's not about the details, but it's, it's just like, it's not all plain sailing. This no, is for There'll sure. be people listening <laughs> that are thinking, oh my word, yeah, I'm yeah. there right now, or I've been yes. there. So, yeah, uh, yeah. So what was that like for you and your family? Yeah. It's not just you no, alone, it's not. is it? Absolutely. It affects, affects everyone. It was painful, mm. hugely painful. Uh, I remember saying, I'm never going into ministry again. Uh, I'm done with this. And it wasn't that, uh, you know, I look back now in hindsight and through the journey of restoration, it's very easy to, well, it's all the church's fault that I'm like this. Uh, and there were some things, structures, processes, situations, but actually the the work that God was saying, I, I need to work on you, Tom, like, let me work on you. And there was stuff I had to deal with. Uh, there was insecurities. Um, there was drivers that were just not helpful. Things that I went in green eye to, I needed to learn. And you don't learn unless you're in the, the rough and ready of, of people within ministry and so you know it's it was a huge learning experience and um, but very painful and along that journey there were several people who were very significant in our restoration uh, i say i didn't want to go back into ministry let alone my wife certainly didn't want me to go back in because it affects them in in huge ways and obviously yeah, i was distant does. i wasn't a present father i wasn't a present i was mm. just trying to battle through this mm-hmm. you know dark night of the soul as dr lloyd jones puts it tough tough stuff and um uh, through that time, several people just came on side, particularly thinking of, of uh, Ian and Ruth Coffey, who are our mentors now, at directs of training at Morelands. They were significant in coming around. I remember they came around once. Uh, it was a month after I resigned. Uh, I had to pull away and felt very... I felt like a failure. If I could put one word, it was failure. It's like I've messed, I've, I've failed God, I've failed the church, failed my family, failed myself, failed anyone who's invested in me. I was like, I was so embarrassed because I think I've lasted six months. Like, what have I done? You know, um, but it, the, the pressure just got to me. Mm. And I sat there and they came around and said, we're going to bring a meal around. And I sat there with Ian Coffey and his wife was off with so with you Kate. were open at that time to see them or did you were you in that mindset where I don't want to talk to anyone no, or did question. you just go through that process and you were then at that place and think okay well you know yeah. I'm happy to talk to people but I'm done you know yes. that, that, that thing. <laughs> great question because I think there was certainly times where I was like I don't want to see anyone don't want to talk to anyone I don't want to go to to another building I want to go to a church where nobody knows me you know yeah, is that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Um, but I knew Ian and Ruth from Morelands and okay, several others okay. and they phoned me up and said, we'd love to come around. Like, we know what's happened here and mm. we just want to come out and we just want to listen. Um, and so I shared with them. Uh, I was very guarded still. If I look back, I was like, I didn't share some of that stuff until another year later. Yeah, yeah. Because mm. your wars of defense Absolutely. are up. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you're, you're protecting it yourself. Time. It does. Yeah. yeah God had to work down. on work some, some, uh, some stuff in me. And I remember him saying to me, he listened to everything that I was saying and I was like, yeah, dot 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 and he said um i had a really bad experience in ministry uh, and i had to leave and i basically had a a burnout i'm saying you've you've had you because you feel like you're the only one you do yeah you you feel like it's me i've messed up what have i done to the world every other pastor has got it together (laughs) yes but you you know no one else will go through the road that i've that's what it feels like it does you feel very isolated um and you know ironically you think jesus will build his church but you think you're the superhero and the savior and you're like going to make this big difference and uh and he sat there and he said i've been through this and that great that brought me great comfort yeah yeah he's he's very significant leader and preacher then he said to me someone said to me when i was going through this tom that uh, a word a prophetic word really for restoration and he said is that i wouldn't trust a boxing coach who didn't have a broken nose and that for me was a significant moment of realizing that I am totally broken, but God's grace is sufficient. And I, and I am, I'm a, I'm a broke, we're all broken. We're all broken people helping broken people with in the hands of a redeeming God. But I realized I was broken. Uh, and before that, if I'm honest, I knew it theoretically, but in my heart, I hadn't grasped the concept. And, and that was a significant moment. And then along that way, uh, John Fowler, who I was saying, I went to yeah. New Life, got yeah. in contact yeah. with me, yeah. some other pastors, and they poured into me and Kaylee and, and the family and bit by bit encouraged us and stepped us forward uh, to to come to a place of restoration. Uh, we were gracefully broken. We're oh, never destroyed, like good, you know, but term. we're gracefully yeah, broken yeah, and, and yeah. God's grace is sufficient for us. Mm. Um, but that was, yeah. 
painful yeah enlightening at the same time but it's part of your story that Tom yeah, yeah, you know it's not sure. uh, and uh, and that's why uh, even sharing those things and uh, um, well and, and the, the truth is even uh, <laughs> I'm just reminded when you were talking and uh, um, the the swords are so shiny and you and and rightly so because mine was I, I was in Bible college but I, I was in the north of the country and you you were right in the south um, and uh, you know you come out of Bible, and even with the AOG I was a trainer of the AOG, you train these probationary ministers. Right. They 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 have the charge spoken over there. They graduate. Yeah. They go for it. They're out there, and their swords and shields are all so shiny and new. <laughs> but I remember a, a term by Rick Warren. He was asked. Um, a little while ago, but he was asked about his leadership team, right. and he, he and they were asking about you know their their accreditation, their requirements and uh, qualifications. And he said uh, it's funny. He, he responded. He said, "Well, when it put, when it's about men and women who are around me." He said, I always look to see uh, the marks on their bodies. I Absolutely. always look to see the dents in their armor. Yes. Uh, he said, if they have no dents, marks or scars, they're not going to be around. <laughs> no. Because sure. it's not just out of a book. Absolutely. It's real life. And if they've been through the fire, if they know what it's like to see the good, the bad and the ugly, yeah. Yeah. then they're good men and women <laughs> yeah. to have around. Absolutely. It's, and that, I was just reminded of that by what you no, said. That's, that's, that's really true. And, and it's the brokenness, uh, knowing that you're brokenness will minister to other people in their brokenness and uh, god will use it and the 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 term that was shared with me and i often use it since is you know uh, scars are a sign of god's grace in our lives they're not wounds they're not festering they're not infected and bleeding as soon as it happens they are and you're feeling like you're busting but over time god's grace he doesn't take the scars always because they're good to look at and say that's a reminder of god's sufficient grace in that moment and he brought me through um but they're not bleeding that's anymore right. and there's a there's a big difference with that and and it's a good reminder to yeah. also know your own weaknesses but to know that your strength rests in in the power of jesus i like that there we go uh, more from tom rothwell in a moment uh, and that's right i'm sure jacob could have declared that uh, the limp would have reminded him yeah it was painful there's a battle but it was also an encounter with the god of abraham isaac and jacob more coming up your way right here on community now right after this This is Hope FM. We're going to continue now right here on Community Now. This is Danny Miller. Great to have you with me. Thank you so much for listening in. It's Hope FM on your Tuesday morning and joined uh, by Tom Rothwell, the senior pastor of New Life Church in New Milton. And really as part of the journey that he's been on and that we've been listening to is, uh, well, you've come to that place now where you're back there in <laughs> new life church how Back was that for you and your wife yeah no so i say we, we went through this difficult time and then in in 2015 uh, in the july uh, we had joined new life church which is where i did my block placement if you remember to 2010 john fowler's the pastor and he met with me for coffee and said look we, we know where you're at but just if you want a place to be a spiritual home and we'll just take you under our wing and just uh, help you out which is real pastor's heart you know showing forth there mm-hmm. and um and in, we were there about six, seven months, and he said, look, our youth uh, pastor is moving on. Um, uh, how would you feel about getting back on the bike um, and join us as an assistant pastor with responsibility for the youth? Um, but we see something bigger remit, um, but we want this to be part-time. We want to take it at your pace. Mm. And, um, and so that journey was an interesting one because in some ways I was like, okay, maybe I'm ready. Uh, but it was a... a, a toing and froing but I remember speaking to my wife about it and she was like no basically uh, because she'd seen the hurt. she'd seen where I'd been at she's like we can't we can't you can't we can't go through that again um, and uh, there was a journey that the Lord had to speak to us both on and I, I remember saying I won't do this unless God Absolutely. makes it clear with you yeah, as well yeah, right. and it's yeah. good in your heart because we're a partnership mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we're coming together um, and long story short I, I became assistant pastor part-time responsible for youth 2017 right I became full-time assistant pastor um, because John Fowler was going to be retiring and then in 2018 in May I took over as pastor after the elders and the church came and asked me this seems like a natural transition um and so you know that four years i was still healing in that time yes still yeah, yeah, dealing yeah, with it, stuff. it takes it's more than overnight it's yeah, uh, some deep things that definitely go on. Uh, um, for you and 
and um, the family and, and your family and, yeah. and for Kaylee. So yes. you know you're both on that journey. You're both recovering. There's uh, the God is in the business as you know of restoration, but it doesn't happen overnight. No. And then we, you know He uses that brokenness to minister to others and stuff. But in that journey, what was it like to suddenly think? Here I am. I'm back. I'm pastoring <laughs> again. Okay, thank you, Lord. But here we go. Yes. What, what was it like? Just the the feeling for you and for uh, your wife. Yeah. Uh, when that door opened. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah. When when the elders asked us, uh, I think it was in like the May time uh, of twenty. Uh, this was 2016, 2017, Sorry. And uh, they said, "Hey, look, John's going to be retiring uh, next April. Uh, would you consider taking on the church? We believe that this is seems right." Um, would you pray about it? Would you think about it? Would you seek counsel? Um, and I remember when they first said it, I was like, oh, no, I, I'm happy being assistant, like number two. You know, the responsibility isn't There's fully on your shoulders. There's a difference, I'll tell you, it's between uh, assistant difference. and then the full shepherd Absolutely. of the flock responsibility. It's massive. Uh, good training, but it, there is yes. a big difference. Huge difference. Uh, and John had been nurturing me and mentoring me and preparing, you know, and I, I saw that as God's hand. Uh, but I said, look, we need some time to obviously pray and think about it before they could take it to the church and to share their, their heart and vision with the church. And um, uh, this was in like the May and they said, they were very gracious with us. They said, we'll come back to us in September. Okay. Okay, it was a good time okay. to think, to pray and seek counsel. We did a couple of things. Obviously we prayed and we talked, mm. but we then said, right, we're going to meet with um, four uh, couples or individuals who have been part of our journey of restoration, who have walked with us and seek counsel, get them to right. pray it through with us. Yeah. Uh, and we did that with uh, purposely mixing, you know, so a couple were ex-pastors uh, and uh, had been in ministry. Another couple are just good friends, mm-hmm. um, but uh, f- one of the fathers had been in ministry. Uh, another couple had were just part of the church, again, friends, mm-hmm. but had been part of like core leaders, small leaders. And then another one who was currently a pastor. So we're trying to like... Let's get the big picture here. And it was really and helpful. And couples as well, Tom, as well. Yep. So you weren't just getting your perspective no, exactly. from a male leader. Yes. Uh, it was the spouse yeah. and, and how they were feeling. And so Absolutely. probably some people speaking on behalf of uh, your, yes. your wife, well, you know, the spouse on Absolutely. that journey. So that's, that's good. And was that helpful? Yeah, it was because they asked questions that either some people don't want to ask or you don't want people to ask you. Uh, and they're significant people when they ask those questions and and asking the good honest open Mm -hmm. discipleship Mm -hmm. questions like so I remember we sat down with one couple and they said so do you feel like you've dealt with the stuff of the hurt that you've been through and it was like um I think so (laughs) but there was still stuff that God was like of course you need to and so you need someone asking that direct question the other question was you know okay well how's your marriage now do you think Mm -hmm. it's strong enough Uh, you know and these were good questions as well as Mm hey, you know, we feel this is right and we want to pray this in with you and we, we feel a scripture that may encourage you in this season or a, a word from the Lord. And so there was some real mixture, but there was honesty. Mm. And we said, look, we're not after you. We're not coming here to say, please say yes, but this is the right thing. We're asking you to wrestle this with us, to mm. pray and to seek counsel. Uh, and that's what we did. And then uh, I went back to the elders and said, look, we feel this is this is right from the Lord. After another, which I won't go into, another walk that I went with God that I wrestled and said, no, no. And then God just made it clear. A couple of weeks before, I was wrestling and wrestling. Right, and, right, yeah. Oh, is this right? And then two weeks before, God made it clear and um, went to the elders in the September, took it to, to the church, um, and it was in good enough time that there could be a nice transition between That's John good. leaving. And yeah, me. yes, of course, absolutely. Love it. All right, let's get to, well, we will. We'll hear more from... Tom uh, in a short moment and actually more to do with then the church how's it going uh, because as you will uh, will be aware as I certainly am what a year there 2018 and uh, getting started and then this little thing called COVID kicked in and so as with every church yes we're all then uh, wondering right what do we do now what are we going to learn and then coming out of that how are things looking what's the plan and purpose so we're going to hear more from Tom right after this This is Hope FM. In the studio together, Tom Rothwell and uh, Senior Pastor of New Life in New Milton. And uh, there we go. So that's the journey. It's taking you up to, well, yeah, that significant year when all seemed well. 2018 <laughs> and uh, in the life of, of generally, anyway, I'm talking about church. Um, and uh, then we were introduced to COVID. So tell me about those early days and then obviously then the reaction or you know how, how you're going to cope as a church. Mm. 
um, and shepherding the flock during the, this significant time. How how did all these things kick off for you? Yeah. I mean, 2018 to then sort of start 2020, it was getting your feet under the table. Uh, someone said to me, it's going to take you 18 months to get your feet under the table as a senior pastor, transferring from, you know, a, a system. And I thought, 18 months, it won't take that long. It's so right, you know, and longer. And so we just kind of found our footing. We were getting some vision clarity. We were getting some values. We were seeing some change coming through. And we were seeing the churches, yeah, really excited for where God was going. And then COVID hit. Um, and when COVID hit, I mean, your your pastor Danny and many other pastors might be listening. That's one of the hardest times to try and pastor through. You're trying to pastor people without being with them, it's, and you know uh, the, the virtual church comes on overnight. And we weren't doing it. We were doing podcasts of our sermons. And within a week, I remember sitting there in the meeting. It's like, by next Sunday, we need to have a live stream. We're like, who knows how to do this? Yeah. Like, we've uh-huh. never done this before. Um, and I would say I'm fairly techie, but I was still lost yeah. in all that. Yeah. Yeah. And you're thinking, what do we do? How do we do it? How do we get good quality? We're trying to not spend loads of money. Is mm-hmm. And at that point, to be fair, most of us thought, this is going to be here for like a month. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, be done yeah. with it, you know, That's right. two years yeah. later. Um, and so we, we, over the time, we've invested quite a bit in live streaming. Uh, but it's been a great challenge. I mean, that's not on your job description when you take a church on. And all of a sudden, you've got to learn that overnight. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about doing it, but it's a totally different way of communicating, set up. Um, and it was hard. We're getting there every Sunday morning, three of us in a room, preaching to a camera live and going home. Uh, and the big thing that I think I struggled with, but I know the church struggled with, was just no relational togetherness, worshipping together as a church on a Sunday, small groups, doing life together. And that was a huge challenge for many people. And all of us got affected by COVID in one way. Um, but during COVID, you know, that has its ups and downs. Great that it pushed us out into live streaming. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great bonus. Mm-hmm. It's pushed us out into yeah. something that we weren't doing. And there's great opportunity. It's like a window, isn't it, into the mm-hmm. church. And we've had many people join uh, because they've been watching us online, right. moving down to the area. And they're like, ah, oh, this is a church that's that we right. sit values-wise and, uh, and, and et cetera. Great witness to those who wouldn't normally come to church mm-hmm. and they can watch it in their lounge. So good things. But also, uh, as someone once said, virtual church will create virtual Christians. And I think if we only had that, it, it, we're not going to be grown disciples because coming together relationally in community is key. So, you know, it's, it's the best of both. But uh, so we wanted to get back together as soon as possible. But obviously, there were, it's open one minute, the next minute is shutting down. And it's, oh man, hard, tiring times. And then sadly, we lost uh, a couple of people to COVID in the early days um, when there were no vaccines. We knew minimal about COVID and they had underlying health issues, an elder, elderly couple in our church. Um, uh, two, two significant men. One was our trustee, Bob Salter, a uh, member of the church for many years. Another was Richard Dory and, and Richard headed up our men's ministry, older men's ministry. Um, and, you know, great godly man encouragement to, to us and, within a week of each other they died um and that was that was hard because you can bury them the same you can gather people around to mourn you know it's what paul talks about in 1 corinthians 12 when one part of the body suffers we all suffer and we were having to do that remotely that shouldn't be we want to arms around each other praying for Absolutely. each other going around each yep. other's house and that was yep. so hard for the church yep. to understand and i had to share that news over a zoom like, this is just mm. so wrong in every way couldn't visit them you know when they're in hospital uh, i remember with with dear bob uh, family couldn't even go and say goodbye and it was just it was horrific uh, and loads of people have been through you know similar things uh, and uh, that was in like the November and then there were other things that happened in the life of the church February March and I would say that November to March mm-hmm. were was the hardest going into 2021 mm. the hardest time of ministry that I've ever had to walk through um I was getting so frustrated with COVID, if I'm honest. I was like, this is a joke, <laughs> you know. And then also seeing the impact that that's having, thinking, what are we going to come back to? You know, um, we're going to lose people. You might gain some people, but how does this look for the future? What's this going to change for us? And just your own well-being, you know, homeschooling your children, managing your work, trying to pastor over phones, which is actually harder, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. Than, than, mm-hmm. So there were huge challenges and um, various other things in the life of the church. We lost money because of COVID. So practically your income goes down mm-hmm. and you're thinking that we've got to make some difficult decisions. Yeah. And, and as leaders, you mm-hmm. have to make the tough calls. Mm-hmm. And as leaders, you it's not the easy options. You, you're like, 
I have to lead and I've got to be answerable to God with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hard. Those things are difficult to make. And so that was a tough time. And um, I, I was very tired during that time physically mm-hmm. and thinking, oh, I can't do this anymore. I can't carry on doing this light. This is not church. I was like, God, I didn't sign up for this, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and praise God, we, we are in a much better place course, now yeah. and things yeah. are looking better. We're at the endemic um, and we know much more. And mm-hmm. the church is coming back we together. Society is coming back. And, and there's lots of positives. We don't want to lose what we've learned. But it was a great time of reflection, mm-hmm. learning new things, mm-hmm. valuing the fundamentals of what mm-hmm. is church, the yeah, body of yeah. Christ being together as a worshipping community mm-hmm. uh, uh, and pushing towards something saying, if I'm honest, it gave us an urgency, I would say, to move from, uh, and I shared this a few weeks ago, a word from maintenance to momentum. We were doing good things and nothing that was ungodly or unbiblical. It was good. Things were going well. But it felt like a few weeks ago, the Lord was just dropping into my heart, shared this with the church, that God's saying, I want you to now move to momentum. And the stuff that's happened over these last two years, you've had to maintain. It's been out of your hands in many ways. But now move to momentum. And our heart is for word and spirit teaching. You know, the word of God is paramount. and We value the word of God. We value the the work of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit to see a revival, to see God's outworking in our community. to awaken the church and to transform society. Um, and that's where we're, we're moving to now. I'm really pushing into and some incredible encouragement that's coming from that. But again, like what you were saying earlier, Danny, you, you go through the lows to get back up on the highs. This is life. And we never is. told it was going to be easy. Um, but God's great. God's been so gracious to us through that time. Mm. So gracious and put a wonderful team around me uh, to support and a family. And just knowing that, this isn't me. This is the Lord uh, work within us. And he has done some amazing things through people and sustained us. But I'd be lying if I said mm. it wasn't hard. It was no. very hard. And um, you feel you feel like you're running on empty yeah. some, through yeah. some of that time. Yeah. I've got yeah. nothing to give to the people. And as a pastor, that's just a horrible feeling. I'm here to lead. I'm here to guide. I'm here to pastor. And you're like, I, I don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, But again, it's acknowledging then I don't have anything, but God's got everything. That's right. My weaknesses, his power. Well, and uh, I mean, and uh, I just wondered how many other ministers and pastors there they went through those things. I remember a, a couple of friends of mine. There were uh, other senior pastors of other churches, and during that time, they were looking to see what other churches are doing. And actually, yeah. uh, and they were unashamedly saying, "Look, if they opened." Uh, I'm panicking because they're not <laughs> yeah. going to lose everyone from my church. They're going to go to theirs. Sure. Um, and then we thought, right, a church down the road is open. Maybe we should open because then, and then, oh no, they've now shut again a month mm. later. You know, during that world we're all yeah. in and it's like, no, no, they've now closed. They open. <laughs> it's just like, oh man, yeah. what a mess. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's looking at each other because, yes. you know, this in, in a book, not back then, there was no books. It was like, what are we going to do? Yeah. What, yeah. Is this it? Yes. Uh, is Jesus coming back? Yeah. Uh, you know, what's the church going to look like? But as you mentioned there, Tom, it is, I mean, obviously looking back, you know, is what we, we're good at when we look back. But <laughs> yeah. it is a, a chance to repurpose. It is a chance to even, you know, to reinvent ourselves or even just to look at, okay, where we're at. Are we done there with that chapter? Is it a new chapter? Yeah. Uh, you know, where do we fit in to this post-COVID world? Yeah. And the hearts of men, women, and uh, there's a you know the prodigals are around. That it's all still out there. Yes, Jesus hasn't come back. So mm-hmm. okay, let's go. New chapter, new season. There's a yeah. work to be done. Let's put our, ha- our hands to the plow and not not look back. But what no. does that look like? So we're going to find out a little bit more from Tom on what that looks like looking ahead. And also, if you want to tap into this, you want to contact uh, Tom or the church, let's draw out and get some information uh, from uh, Tom on the website and what's going on. And, uh, you know, and also I'm going to ask Tom just to pray for you, you know, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. And uh, it'd be great to have some words um, uh, of blessing, of comfort uh, to encourage you as well. And wherever you are, whatever type of day, week or even journey that you're on, uh, we want to use this opportunity for Tom to pray. So anyway, all that coming your way over the next few minutes. Don't go away. This is Hope FM. So we're coming, well, we're heading and speeding along, actually, to the top of the hour. It's been really good having uh, you with me, Tom. And uh, there we go. If you just just tuned in, well, you know, you can play back. You can have another listen uh, online at www.hopefm.com. Tom Rothwell, pastor of New Life Church in New Milton. And uh, so we've got to that place now where, all right, what now? 
Here we are. What? COVID's over. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I, I know it's still serious and now there. But listen, okay, as we move forward, what's your thought? What's your plans? What's the purpose yeah. with the church? And if people want to tap into and find out more, yeah. where can they go for that? Sure. Uh, I said earlier, we, my heart in ministry is word and spirit. And to kind of impact what that means is that we value the word of God, the Bible, Genesis to Revelation. We believe it's the inspired word of God. We want to preach it. We want to teach it. We believe it's useful in every situation. But also we value the work and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit um, in, in regards to the gifts of the Spirit and the transformation of our lives and the, the very presence of God. So running with those two parallels kind of, I suppose, my my key distinctive uh, in my life, which obviously then flows out into the life of the church. And so the church has got this hunger for word and spirit. And I think we're moving into this momentum place and it's exciting. We're seeing new things happen. Uh, COVID's taught us a lot of things uh, as we do church and reaching out to our community in a fresh way and bringing these two together for dynamic transformation. Um, It was someone, I think it was Don Carson who originally said, but I think he may have taken it from someone else potentially, but just the word and you'll dry up. Just the spirit, you'll blow up. Both word and spirit, you'll grow up. That's a great way of looking at it. And I believe there's a hunger coming back together in the church where people are fed up with, uh, you know, dryness and oh I've, absolutely the word's theoretical but it's not transforming my heart and they're also got fed up with the extremities of the charismatic which is mm-hmm. like you know flying off the chandeliers and all sorts of weird stuff yep. and they're saying actually we we want this marriage that should never be separated it's not 50% of one 50% of the other it's 100% of both mm-hmm. this this wonderful marriage of of the word of god and the spirit of god and uh, I believe there's a hunger for this coming back, and that's why we're moving this. And, and I really sense that there's going, there is going to be a move of God in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my heart is to see a revival in our churches, in our towns, mm-hmm. the transformation of society. And I believe that there needs to be this hunger, and God is stirring hearts and speaking to other pastors. You and I were just chatting, and other there's a hunger for word and spirit, and there's a hunger mm-hmm. for these to come together in dynamite mm-hmm. and that's to good. see the church explode into life. Amen. And um, the church is alive and well. Jesus is building oh, his yeah. church, you yeah. know, and. And we are just by his grace conduits of that expression here on earth and we want to see god's kingdom come so some exciting stuff of we see in particular other young people and a passion passionate pursuit of jesus uh that was our word for the year um where is our passion for jesus because that's an underlying factor isn't it in how we serve how we love our neighbor yeah, etc absolutely um so yeah the, this developing of our core leaders all, all these things because we're really just hungry for a move of god and we believe that's the only thing that is going to change our nation absolutely um and so there's a yeah there's an excitement there's a momentum in the air there is uh, i like that with that yeah I, I love that very good and there is there's a momentum in the end i believe that we're all part of that why don't you just close uh but firstly thank you thanks for Bless joining no, me. Thanks for having uh, me great to have you on the show and community now and just to hear your heart and the journey as well i I know that would have been blessed and encouraged and impacted a lot of people that are listening why don't you just uh, finish for the last 30 seconds or so just finish a a word of prayer just uh, over those listening and then we're going to go on to uh, a great song there by joel vaughan this is pastor tom rothwell from new life church in uh, new milton by the way check out what's the website yeah uh www.newlifenewmilton.org.uk uh, you can check us out there and there's links to our YouTube channel and Facebook page be at newlifenewmilton.org.uk. Thanks, Tom. Right, over to you. Thank you. Yeah, Father, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for leaving with us the Holy Spirit. And Lord, I pray uh, this morning for those listening. I pray, Lord God, for any that might resonate with some of the stuff that's been shared. And uh, Lord, I just pray you'll bring your healing hand upon those lives. I pray that you'll restore brokenness. And that, Lord God, you would bring that restoration work that only you can bring. We thank you for your goodness to us, your grace, your mercy that are new every morning. And I pray, Lord God, for the church. I pray for the church in this town, in the south coast. Lord, would you bring together the dynamics of that word and spirit power that we would see a mighty outpouring of your spirit, a revival in our day and generation. Lord, we pray you would bless uh, those listening in. Give them a great rest of the day and may we pursue your kingdom with great passion. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Hope FM.